Oh, welcome back, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, that's a really high. I like it. You, you, I like the energy, the tonal, the tonal switch. Um. Oh god, the build-up from Craig. yeah. It's, it's, no, it's two months. It's it's two months to the day. Um. Mm, it's our anniversary. Well, actually, <laughs> is it? Who knows? Close enough. It's an anniversary in a way. How old? How many episodes this is? This is episode twenty-two, Anthony. Um, it is. It is. What a great. We've managed to sneak it in before the year twenty twenty. That's true. We're ahead. Is, um, that's something. Yeah, that's right. Year of the Lord? No. Year of the Pod Gods. That's right. The <laughs> Lord. Oh. <laughs> At the Lord. So it's been a while. We've been busy. Uh, as we discussed last time, Anthony is. Uh, well. We've discussed this. When do you become a father, ec- father, et cetera, et cetera. Regardless, Anthony is pregnant vicariously through his partner. I am. I absolutely um, am. Yes. And you got to, so- you got to see that live. Uh, not the recently. impregnation, just to be clear. I did not see that live. <laughs> I was informed multiple weeks after the fact. Uh, no, I saw it live, <laughs> the pregnancy happening uh, via baby shower. It was very wholesome. Extremely wholesome. It was very wholesome. I think I've never been to a baby shower before. Um, it was was very wholesome and like i i have to accept that i need to prepare myself for very high levels of like wholesomeness and cuteness over the next maybe seven years um as there are like birthday parties anniversaries all of that family kid stuff uh yeah and then just having to experience just you know a one-year-old well, actually, two one-year-old birthdays. That sounds great to me. Um, mostly yeah. because I imagine with a one-year-old, there's be... no pressure. Well, I mean, for them, no. But there is certainly a, uh, a prevailing and societally imposed parental pressure on uh, making the first birthday very... Elaborate event. Really? I, uh, I'll i be mm. honest, I've not been to a one-year-old's birthday, I assume, since I was one. Uh, well, actually, no. No, no. <laughs> let's think. My brother, my brother's you, birthday. John? So let's say when I was four. Um, I have almost no memory of it. Um, so I can just assume it was a really good time. Mm. Um, fantastic. You were hired the uh, popular group um, Nirvana to play, I think. <laughs> in, ni- right. in 1999, <laughs> I hired the pop- <laughs> I was trying to think of groups that were around then, and I don't know. Yeah, you, like, you know what's really funny, though? <laughs> Kurt Cobain was, died before either of us were born. So Nirvana couldn't have come. It would have been really depressing. It would have just been just, yeah. The um, Nirvana tribute band. Um, 
With like Dave from down the road. <laughs> oh god, that, that well, you look that might be better. Though to be honest, a Nirvana tribute ba- band just sounds just depressing. Uh, I like the idea of a friend of mine knew a guy who was in a Bon Jovi um, tribute band. That sounds fun. High energy. That was that was going to be my second suggestion. Oh, it's Bon Jovi. What what one year old mm. doesn't love Bon Jovi? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, like presumably it's like it's. I mean, <laughs> presumably the one year old isn't deciding on the uh, you know the content and, and theme of their first birthday. Well, they're not even one um, yet. I assume they're 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 measured in months. It, that's true. Here's the question. Yeah, they're measured in months until they're like... All right, well, you months. literally just answered my question. Like, how many... When do we oh, stop <laughs> measuring a person's life in months? It's it's bloody ages. Like, it's... um. I think, I think 24 months is, like, far enough. I reckon. I don't know if you have an alternative view. No months. No, just no. I'm a no, days man. My child is 99 days old. <laughs> My child is 635 days old. Now I do not believe in months. When I write the date, I do the day and then the year. That's such a good idea. <laughs> <The> one. Zero zero one. Just to make sure that you know it's uh, it's clear where it fits in. Um, but yeah. Oh god, that's such a good idea. I'm going to age my children in days. <laughs> in days yes, and hours. In hours. <laughs> well, that's actually cool. Like at one point your children yes. will be not even twenty-four hours old and then they will turn one day old. Mm. That's pretty cool. Mm. No, it's very true. That's a cool experience. That is very cool. We're just gonna like freeze them at that age, because that's that's the best age for um Is that the best age? At uh, 17 hours and uh, look, that's a very famous pivotal time in childhood development 17 hours and 48 minutes. Um, (laughs) I remember my 17 hours and 48 minutes like it was, you know, yesterday, like it was bloody 18 hours ago, it was several thousand (laughs) hours ago, several thousand. Oh, shit. All right, actually, (laughs) no, because I don't know how mm, you could probably okay, how many hours? How many hours old am i let's see if there's this thing i can put in my birthday exact age calculator oh, i'm sure this is a scam but jokes on you i'm broke <laughs> okay my date of birth <laughs> uh september 11th well, 2001 um <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> fucked up well that's something we can talk about actually oh. hang on let me just get my age first submit Okay, my current age is 25 years, 10 months, and zero days. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's the 26th. Wow, fuck, I just gave away some important information. My age in days, 9,436 days. Wow, that's almost how many days I've spent. I know, right? That's crazy. That's incredible. (laughs) I am 
I was born straight into I love. I am two hundred and twenty-six thousand four hundred and sixty-four hours old. Um, I am. That's near retirement. Oh, it feels like it. It bloody feels like it, mate. Um, let's see. I am. Hang on. How many minutes am I? Let me just work this out. Okay. I believe I am. Oh, wow. Okay. I am 13,587, 840 minutes old. 41 minutes. Oh, yeah. 41 minutes now. Thank you. Thank you. And seconds, I am. And let me just resubmit just to get the most up to date seconds. Nice. I am. Is it? Wait. Oh my god. Fuck me. Eight hundred and fifteen thousand two hundred and seventy. Uh, two hundred seventy-four thousand seconds. Oh my god. So eight. Well, God, I feel old. Yeah, I know. That's bloody nuts. The only thing I remember about seconds and minutes as uh, representations of age is there's that thing about the difference between a million mm. and a billion, and it's like a million seconds is, I don't know, 17 minutes or 17 hours, and then a billion seconds is like 32 years. Or yeah, well. Like that. I'm paraphrasing. Uh Incorrectly, probably, but there's a bit of knowledge. That's interesting. Boy, that's probably wrong. Here's a bit so of knowledge for you. On. on this age website, calculators.org, mm. not a sponsor, mm. um, there is a section called Coming of Age Cartoons. And, Anthony, I think this will give you a little uh, little, little chuckle, a little giggle. Um, there are two caterpillars. I'm on the website. Really, <laughs> there's two caterpillars. They're sitting on a couch. They're in a in a kind of kind of conventional human living room, a conventional human couch. I don't understand this world. Either these are very small couches or extremely large caterpillars. Anyway, one of the caterpillars is reading a book, and that book says butterfly. And the other caterpillar is listening as the caterpillar reading the book says it's a coming of age story. Written, of course, by the genius Mark Anderson. That's so funny. How funny is that? That's so funny. That's incredible. That's a real, uh, you know, page 31 of your local It really newspaper. is. It's a classic. Uh, it's Cartoon. a real, yeah. Cartoonists, I don't know. This, 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 also, this website has... Just going to put it out there. Also, do not use calculators.org to uh, learn any history about aging, longevity, because a lot of the stuff on here is is not <laughs> great. Oh, that's such a weird... Um... Okay. <laughs> There's just, I just read some interesting oh. stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh, never know what you're going to find online. Um... Yeah, fuck. It's a strange world online. But speaking of online, um, hang on. Okay, I need a segue now. Uh, if you were online about three weeks ago, you may have heard about... No, actually, scrapped it. If you were online 20 years ago reading the news, 
a few weeks previously, uh, you would have heard about a little event called the <laughs> September 11 attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been twenty years, all right. Are we? Is this? Are we entering the realm of jokes and discussions? Like it's, I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna roll with this. Um, nine eleven. Mm. Do you remember mm. it? Uh, uh, no, I was. Oh, fine. interesting, interesting. Although I, uh, like I feel like I do, and I don't remember it. I said, I'm not sure if I remember it because of subsequent news yep. slash knowledge or if I'm actually remembering age five Anthony going, oh, um, so, yeah, I'm unsure is my answer. Interesting. Um, I think because I feel like I remember more lax uh, airport security, but I'm not sure if I'm just making that up or if I yeah. actually... Might have, might have just been in a different country that you were imagining it. Um, yeah. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, go to France. You can do whatever you want, really, getting on the plane. They don't really care. But, you know, they also have machine guns, like, pointed at you, ready to go. Um, I think it's really interesting to see the memory of 9-11, I think, is an interesting generational gap. Um, so I remember 9-11. I reckon I would probably be be the one of the last, like that last generation, one of the few years, maybe you who's a year younger, um, to remember. I was in my kitchen. I was, this was just before going to school. Um, I remember watching it on the TV. And then I remember like watching my like mum be like really shocked and upset by it. I remember on the radio, them talking about it and then talking about it in school, sitting on the floor, cross-legged as you did, um, talking about, you know, 9-11 and everything like that. Um, so it's one of my earliest memories. And so it's, it's definitely quite a, a powerful, like formative experience of the universe. Um, but take my brother, who's, you know, just a few years younger than me. Um, he has no memory of it. He wasn't, he was, you know, barely around. Um, yeah, yeah. He's all, all jet fuel, can't remember. Exactly, exactly. The different. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. And I think it's something I, I, I get a lot when I speak to people who are, you know, a bit older, maybe in their 40s. Um, and they quite clearly remember it because, you know, it happened when they were our age. And, you know, it was, a, it was a huge event followed by, you know, two invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan in relatively quick succession. Um, yeah. Um, and... That lasted for Yeah, years. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I don't think we've talked about what happened in Afghanistan yet, but, you know, we'll get to there. Um, no, just, to. you know setting up the segue you know like something to anticipate something to build a bit of build up um but yeah i i haven't really seen that much memorialization of it now of course we are in australia and it is a very american thing it's very big in american culture um mm. but i i do struggle to think what big events in the world um, kind of rival something like 9-11. And I, I mean, like, something like COVID, right, is, like, a huge event, but it's, like, quite a long-spanning thing. But 9-11 took place over a few hours one morning, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So 
and it's it's also differently, I guess, captured in the sense that we didn't really, most people didn't actually like experience it firsthand because mm. it's so uniquely American in when and how yeah, it happened. Absolutely. Whereas obviously for more more global events, there's a a bit more of a, a tangible kind of close to home mm. impact. Which subsequently happened, but at the time was uh, a bit yeah. less clear. Um, but you've been to New York. Have you gone to Ground Zero and where they were building, or maybe still are, or it's finished, like a new building? Uh, I have. I have been to New York. I think there was still. There was still building the. Freedom is that what it's Tower? called, the Freedom Tower? Or it might have just be done. Yeah, I'm pretty. Is sure it like it is. office spaces? Like what? Um, what is it? I'm, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, I think it's called. Yeah, me, let me look up. Me Freedom too. Tower, New York. Sorry, it's called One, One World, World Trade, Center. Trade Center. Super tall building in New York. The tallest City. building. Well, it says that hemisphere. it opens at 9am, so I presume yeah. that it is. Oh, God, it's a what? Located in Westfield World Trade Center? It's owned by Westfield? The tools. I, I think that might be it. Westfield I feel Mary. Like, shout out. I feel like that <laughs> might be a, uh, a different Westfield. Um, oh, yeah. No, it was completed in fucking 2014. It was 100% there yeah. when I... Wow. Went to New York. It's all just very like yeah, glassy, it kind of blends in. So it's it reflects fucking everything. It's not. It's right. not that bad of a building. So yes, no, I I have I have seen it in person, and I've also been to the um, both the museum and the yeah. memorial. Just just like the massive kind of black holes. Ah, they're like there's like. Which are very weird. What, so they're like big black holes in the ground. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's you literally. Um, so if you imagine, like, I guess like a fountain, they've got that like barrier edge, and then you look over, and where you'd otherwise see water, it's just like, I don't know, fifty oh, meters wow. down. Ah, okay, I see like it. Black brick kind of thing. Yeah, it's really like it's unexpectedly yeah. powerful. The um, oh, they're actually they're really done. actually honestly, I think they are a, a much nicer monument. I don't know if that's the nicer is the right word, but I think they're a bit more of a powerful monument than the new building. Um, oh yeah, yeah for it's sure. actually really nice. Yeah, it looks so. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like oh. big old. It is, <laughs> but the scale of it is All right. nuts. It's like absolutely fucking. Ah, are these like on the? Are these the um, like the original uh, blueprint areas, like the, where the actual building stood? Yeah. Okay. Could be. I think that that might be. Yeah. Oh, and I think okay. So it looks like it has it's the names of people who died written along the edges. Hmm. Oh, the yeah. Pope visited. Yeah, yeah. So I think it is um, where the actual yeah, towers wow. were. Hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, no, it's um, it's quite. It is very interesting. interesting. Have you seen the cathedral? Uh, cathedral at Ground Zero. It's like it looks like a bird. Uh, it's called I'm the Oculus, sure I think. New York. I must. It's it's helpfully given me train directions. It is a there. New York City transportation um, not hub sure and nine eleven tribute. So you know they're doing both at once. Four billion dollars train. Oh, station. it's just a train set. Wow. Well, not just. It's a cool looking building. Yeah, right. It is very it's very bird like. It? It's very. It's very. I don't think I use. I must have seen it though. I didn't go that long ago. There's a lot of stuff going on though when you're in New York. I imagine that there's a lot to look at. Um, and there's a lot of buildings. Oh, I don't really. There's a lot of buildings yeah. to look at, but beyond that, it's a bit of a like just a real concrete jungle. Oh, yeah. York. Okay. Well, what is your experience of New York? Like, is that somewhere you think you could live or. <laughs> no. Oh, fuck no. Nah, it's a. It's. It's not that great. Even as a tourist, it's oh, pretty okay. shit. Like, you can go to the museums or whatever, but it's just, you just walk around skyscrapers for hours on end. It's just, um, yeah, there's just, like, nothing nice to look at when you're getting from mm. place to place. So once you get somewhere, obviously you look at shit and it's yeah. really interesting. But to get from one place to another, you're just looking at, at skyscrapers and other than Central Park, there's no real, like, you know, breathing yeah. moments. It's just building after building after building after building. And you're like, oh, my God, just, like, give me a tree for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's, it's just, um, yeah, very, very concrete Where was a city in, like, the US that you really vibed with that you quite liked? Uh, I did vibe with okay. DC, actually. Um, <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's very Canberra vibes, okay. DC. But, um, yeah, it was just a bit, bit less concrete jungle, bit more like mm. open spaces and places to walk around and stuff. But yeah, from the places that I went in the US, they're all. They're all very cityscapey, at least the main cities. Once you kind of get more towards towards the outskirts of anywhere, yeah, right. it's a bit bit more pleasant and you know familiar. But um, hmm. but yeah, just so many fucking buildings. There. It's true, New York. They love buildings. They have them. I love them. They do. Um, they're. Big fans of uh, large structures in. Uh, I will say this: the Freedom Tower on Google, five stars out of five. Um, just so, if oh, anyone could know, the price of food is reasonable and services included. Oh, that's nice. No tip. <laughs> Must try the Coney Island cocktail shrimp appetizer with French cocktail sauce. There's a little uh, little one next time you're in New York at the yeah. Freedom Tower. People are very nice, and restaurant has delicious food with good prices. That, you like to see. You like to see that. Just some positivity online. Like the question is though, oh. who's ballsy enough 
to give it a low star. Oh, here we go, lowest. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, apparently they they didn't like the cafe, bad parking. Anyway, apparently, get the shrimp cocktail, guys. People rave about it. Yeah, highly recommended. Um, shrimp cocktail. Yes. Okay. So, hang on. I need to just. I need to somehow create an acceptable segue from what we're talking about currently to where we're going to go. Um, and I need to do it delicately. Are we? Um, <laughs> that's a harsh contract. People say the Coney Island cocktail and shrimp appetizer with French cocktail sauce is an explosion of taste. Oh, uh, much like the explosion of bombs when the United States invaded Afghanistan in 2001, to which they just recently pulled out and then the Taliban retook power. Mm. They did indeed, and they Facebook did all as well. So, this is something that I think we probably would have talked to. We won't talk about it as much now, because I'm sure everyone's, you know, it's drifted back into the media narrative, but when this is happening, this is very much kind of our something we probably would have talked about a lot. Um, mm. you know, it's, you know, it's the Taliban's back, baby. Um, to be fair, yeah, it, it never really it went long. anywhere. Um, the United States never decisively defeated the Taliban. Um, when the Americans invaded in 2001, the Taliban had a big meeting a little bit later in 2002, early 2003, I think, where they effectively decided that they will just run a government in exile, um, guerrilla warfare. Uh, until the enemy leaves, and and they 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 did it. They won. They held out. They for bloody years. did. That's um, impressive. They did hold out for twenty years. The um, founder of the Taliban, uh, Mullah Omar, I think his name is Muhammad Omar. Um, I think he mm. died in twenty fourteen, so he wouldn't have gotten to see, you know, the Taliban back in action. But I think it's it's a very interesting question. Partly the question of, you know, how did the Taliban do it? You know, they survived 20 years. That's very interesting. But I think what's interesting also is mm. what's next? Um, because, you know, it really doesn't yeah. seem like anyone's keen to go back to Afghanistan. Biden, as I think, quite clearly said, yeah, there's no more wars, uh, at least not in Afghanistan. Um and where does that leave that region of the world? Is, is it, you know, people talk a lot about how this is a bit of a new Taliban, uh, a bit more inclusive, a bit more up to date. You know, it's not the Taliban of, you know, 1991. Um, mm. But then again, you know, it is, it is the Taliban and, you know, they have a very clear lineage and they, and they directly say, you know, like, we're the Taliban, we're going to, we have a set way of doing things and we're going to implement that. Um, so how does the world engage constructively with the Taliban. Mm, it's, it's one of the great questions. It and it's uh, very symbolic of the, the Middle East generally, where you've got this, you know, the, the obsession to get involved there and tell them how to yeah. run things. Um, and now in a situation where that has failed. <laughs> Um, okay. again, and <laughs> yeah. again and again and again and again 
Um, so really you're at the point of how is there a way in which your traditional Western democracies can tangibly interact with those sorts of governments? Well, I don't know. It's things... I have no idea. That they... There's That's... so many... De- <laughs> it's still relatively <laughs> recent. Work. Like, the United Nations hasn't settled on who's going to represent the... Like, represent Afghanistan at, like, the United Nations... Um, the Taliban have put forward a delegate, but the previous delegate of the previous government run by Ashraf Ghani uh, still claims, you know, to be the legitimate uh, representative of Afghanistan. The United Nations doesn't technically recognize countries. It recognizes delegates from legitimate governments. So this is why you can affect, you could have, you can have a country you know, exist and do its own thing. And the United Nations isn't really responsible for recognizing them. Individual countries recognize other countries, but the United Nations specifically will recognize a delegate to represent them at the conference, at the Congress. Um, So there's a big debate about that. Um, All of their money and assets has been freezed. About $9 billion um, has been freezed by the International Monetary Fund, the United States. So Afghanistan's economy has collapsed. Uh, the healthcare system has collapsed. Aid has a lot of aid has stopped coming in um, because of sanctions against the Taliban. So it's it's not necessarily looking good. But on the same time, they're not going anywhere, right? The Taliban are there and they're there to stay. And I think they've made that clear. Mm. So how do you deal with something like you know? Uh, something like this happening, you know, someone who a country, maybe whose ideology you completely disagree with. It might be fundamentally different to yours. Um, you know, we often talk a lot about human rights and it's often very selective and it is difficult to sometimes go, how will the U S deal with Afghanistan when, you know, it, it very easily deals with something like, you know, Saudi Arabia, um, countries like this. Um, and not even necessarily yeah, Islamic countries, but a whole range of, of, of countries. It's, it, it's what makes Afghanistan different. You know, what makes the Taliban different to other kind of authoritarian regimes or, or regimes that kind of violate human rights um, that the, the Western world very lovingly works with? <laughs> because it's not religion it's it it's not even oh. it's just that this government particularly didn't really want to work with the united states um but i don't know who knows what the future perhaps in 20 years time we'll be talking about the the great taliban american alliance reunification yeah, <laughs> um yeah the the american oh. taliban um will take over but by that point Taliban is so watered down. <laughs> the United America. Yeah, but by that time, the Taliban is so watered down, they just call themselves, they're just basically like Republicans or something. Um, Donald Trump <laughs> converts to Islam. Um, uh, <laughs> I see it. <laughs> well, I just, 
<laughs> what a crazy reality. reality. Oh, um, but yeah, I so I have a I have an idea of what could be a solution for this, um, and it's a loose solution I've said for many things. ISIS. The, that ISIS. That's the ISIS I'm talking about. Is there? So, right. <laughs> is there an expansion? I mean, this? I thought it'd be quite clearly. Like I think I it think there? it's quite clear. But ISIS, very famous. Uh, probably the most famous terror group. Uh, maybe besides Al Qaeda, um, the Taliban and Al Qaeda, very friendly. Uh, Al Qaeda was founded in. Afghanistan, 1988, during the Soviet occupation, the war, um, by a little friend of the show called <laughs> Osama Bin Laden and a bunch of other dudes. <laughs> Our de- de- We're going to get put on the list for this episode, actually. Uh, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Well, we're already banned from Egypt, right? So we might as well, you know, get through the whole. Well, I'm actually more worried about being banned in the United States or something. But well, let's well we've <laughs> we're stuck to our track. We're going with it anyway. ISIS is a threat to both Al Qaeda in that they have kind of competing ideologies. They kind of believe in the same thing, very very broadly. And the specifics are very different. Um, But they compete for resources, members, space. Uh, ISIS has been pretty thoroughly defeated in Syria and Iraq. Um, But ISIS had an offshoot in Afghanistan called... um, A lot of the Western media has been calling it ISIS-K, which probably should just be called ISK, um, because ISIS-K would be the Islamic State um of iraq and the levant or, or or iraq and syria sorry islamic state of iraq and syria khorasan um well, really it should be the islamic state of khorasan so this is a organization <laughs> are you linguistically critiquing the media i'm just saying of... isis should just be more clear look they came up with a snappy <laughs> acronym. they should stick with it <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's actually um, quite reasonable. I think anyway, I agree. ISIS-K, um, a bunch of kind of Taliban leaders and fighters who felt a little bit pushed to the side um, during the fighting with the Americans. And so this happened in 2014 or something. Um, joined ISIS-K. So there's kind of been a low-grade civil war between the Taliban and ISK for, you know, almost six, seven years now. Um, a lot of leaders have been killed and taken. Different provinces kind of been held by ISK, by the Taliban. Um, but now it's a very different situation in that there are, the Americans are not there anymore. And the Americans, while they are not friends of the Taliban, obviously been fighting against the Taliban for 20 years, the Americans really do not like ISIS. Um, for obvious reasons. So in Afghanistan, the Americans were actually helping the Taliban fight ISIS by providing air cover. And this was a, a kind of a big deal at the time in the United States, um, I guess within some spheres, 
talking about how why are we supporting the Taliban fight ISIS um, by fighting ISK? Anyway, the Taliban have taken over the government. Um, it came as a surprise for a lot of people, but honestly, I think a lot of people who were in the know didn't actually seem that surprised by me. They're like, yeah, we, we saw this coming. They've been taking over major cities for a couple of while now. Um, before the everything happened, the Taliban actually controlled more territory. Like last year, before everything, if we say this, the Taliban controlled more territory in Afghanistan than it did before the Americans invaded. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, the American, the, the Islamic Republic, which was the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan, which was the government set up by the Americans, um, basically had control over major cities, which would be uh, Kabul and the surrounding area of Kabul, Herat, which is sort of a kind of a, a bit more of a cultural city. It's much closer to Iran, uh, Kandahar. Like cities like that, and then the rural areas, mountains, the valleys were were controlled by tribal militias, um, the Taliban, other groups. Anyway, the Taliban have taken over, which means that their forces have been spread pretty thin. I think when they took over the country, they had five thousand fighters, or fifteen, or something like that. Maybe fifteen thousand fighters. Five thousand is a bit low. Um, the Afghan army has just melted away, but it's not like the I can't even remember how big the Afghan army was. The few hundred thousand um, strong Afghan army, which I think might be inflated numbers so that some officers can get some extra pay slips and equipment. Um, <laughs> you know, the, these guys are still around. So it could be within the Americans' interest and the Taliban's interest to work together to fight a common enemy, to find a common ground to work towards. I reckon you'd be able to spin it quite well to the American public. I reckon the Taliban leadership would be pretty okay with doing it because the current leaders of the Taliban really do not like ISIS-K. Um, it's easier to think of ISIS-K and the Taliban the infighting there as not two separate groups, but almost like a civil war within the Taliban because it's mostly ex-Taliban leaders and fighters in ISK now. Um, yeah, the interesting question will be kind of what happens with how Pakistan reacts to this. So Pakistan traditionally supported the Taliban back in the 90s. Um, but then the Taliban were like, wait a second. Pakistan controls a lot of Pashtun lands. And the Pashtun are the kind of the main tribal people, the group that make up the Taliban. Um, if it's, it's better to think of the Taliban more as like a nationalist organization almost. Um, so a Taliban got set up in Pakistan, which the Pakistanis extremely not happy about. Very, very, very not happy that the Taliban are operating in Pakistan, not Afghanistan. Um, so the Taliban hate, uh, it's called Tarek-e-Taliban, which basically means like the Taliban in Pakistan. The Pakistanis hate those guys, but like just the regular run-of-the-mill Taliban. Um, so... Right, so there are some some sub Yeah, there's like, uh, it's like different flavors of Taliban. They're like ice cream. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, off, side note who's the most oppressed who is taliban the most oppressed taliban i don't know the australian taliban which members include me no <laughs> um i think i'm not sure but what's interesting is that isk their their strongholds are kind of coming around the border with pakistan 
and where the Taliban in Pakistan are operating from. So there's obviously something going on there. So I can kind of see how maybe the Americans could pivot to having the Taliban be kind of seen as, you know, well, we're working with them to fight ISIS and then have relations with them be normalized through military exercises against ISK. The Taliban could then ask for, you know, because oh, if you want us to fight ISK, you know, release our fronts from the IMF, have us be recognized by the UN, um, let aid be sent. The Taliban is trying to show that it's a new has a new face. It's a new organization. Now, the Taliban says that they're much more inclusive. Now, I want to stress what inclusive means. The Taliban of the 90s were only Pashtun. The Taliban now were like, hey, maybe if you're Tajik or if you're Uzbek, maybe you could be cool. Uh, it's not inclusive, really, of Shias, not of Hazaras, uh, definitely not of women. But, you know, if you are a Tajik or an Uzbek, um, you're probably going to be pretty, when I say pretty okay, uh, you're not going to be as excluded as you once were because the resistance to the Taliban um, in the 90s fomented around like this northern city called Balkh, which was mostly inhabited by Tajiks and Uzbeks. Um, and they, and but the, so the Taliban kind of putting them on side removes their old rival who were a, a pretty serious thorn in the side of them. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I've I've recently been going on a big social media um like diet. Like I've got rid of all the apps on my phone and just been like distance, which has been nice. But the, mm. everything happening in Afghanistan is like one of the things that I've still been going on to check what's going on, see what's up because one, I find it very interesting. Two, I think it's it's constantly changing every day. Um, and I have no idea how it's going to turn out. And I think it does have big issues for Australia because if there is a, a new civil war in Afghanistan, if, you know, the Taliban breaks down or if there is a revolution, that will likely cause another huge humanitarian crisis. Um, and how our government responds mm. to a humanitarian crisis and how other governments respond to it will definitely be of high importance on the global stage, especially when we've just come out of the largest refugee crisis from Syria a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's very complicated. It's very messy. Um, I, I constantly feel really sad for Afghanistan because it's, you know, it's a beautiful country with an amazing history. Food's so good. The people, some of the friendliest people I've ever met have been Afghans. Um but it's just continuously been occupied, bombed. You know, apparently it's one of the most mineral-rich places on the planet, but because it's been so unstable, no government has been able to really access that resource to build up a better kind of society for their people. Also, that's always the, the thing that we, I guess, kind of end up at in situations like this where it's just it's it's never the potential is there for it to be like a, a fully capable and, and you know functioning and independent yeah. government and society and country and you know contributor to global discourse or whatever but yeah there's just this this constant um instability there that prevents or a people from understanding what's there and the beauty of mm. it and 
you know, the individuality. Absolutely. Um, and then also prevents them from being able to export yeah. that. It's true. That knowledge about it. Which, yeah. yeah. Um, highly, highly unfortunate. highly unfortunate. The Taliban guys knock it off. That's what I say. Take it back a bit. Um, be cool. That's what I say. But be yeah, it's cool. good. Good global good advice. Global yeah. advice. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the world. It's, it's the world. It is. Mm. Oh, what else yeah. has been going on? Why? Well, I was going to uh, briefly discuss our endeavors in a world, Jordan. Um, oh, <laughs> part of the reason why this podcast has taken yeah, so the long. last four times we've sat down to like it was like we should record a podcast. We've we've done something else, and I think oh. we might have mentioned it in a previous episode, actually. We did. We signed off one of those episodes with literally, let's let's play, let's play Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah. and we did. We abided by our uh, podcast promise, and uh, yeah, we've been we've been grinding. It's been, I believe, the, uh, the it's been good. It's a game that the moment I jumped on there, it took me about three minutes to be like, oh, this feels a bit weird. It feels very different to well. Um, and it just it mm. clicked and it is smooth. Um, it's enjoyable. I got used to like the kind of the art style quite quickly. The combat is really fun. Quests are paced relatively well. Um, I'm I, I quite like it. We haven't we actually haven't played in a little while because we've both been just very, very busy. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, good. It's, been, um, it's, been it's good free fun. as well, which is always lovely. Oh, that is that very is enticing. Mm, free stuff mm, is good stuff. Very tasty. Yeah. It's good. My dear sweet Gareth yep. has been uh, leveling up very solidly uh, in his uh, red yeah, robes. He's been good with your little rat. Um, yeah. yeah, it just took me like. 20 levels to actually be able yeah, to do you yes Yeah, you could, but... like Anthony's character really, literally couldn't do anything. I would just come in. So Anthony's character is a, is it an arcanist? Which yeah, is a bit like so. a, I was going to say a wizard, but. Like very It is, but a lot of your attacks are all about like disease and it's a bit, mm. I think you're a bit more like a witch or a warlock or something like that with like curses. Mm, um, yeah, and Anthony can summon like what? a little okay. glowy rat rabbit thing that attacks with him. Um, yes, and does more DPS yeah. than I do. <laughs> Just that. Um, and it's really funny. Anthony will be like dying against this bee, and then I come through, and I'm playing a marauder, which isn't as interesting or fancy. It's just a guy with an axe, a big axe. Um, who hits things hard, and then I'll come through and clear. It's not really the same anymore, mm. but <laughs> I'll come through and clear a group. Um, but it's been good. It's quite a nice world. It's yeah. relatively easy to get around. It's not too huge and sprawling. Um, Unless you're in say, Limsa, which is an absolute hot the, mess. <laughs> the, cap, the main city that we're in, which is Limsa, is, is difficult to get around, and apparently that's the, that's like the mm. best city, apparently, Limsa. There's two others. One is not as interesting to look at, and one is even more confusing. Um, 
I know. I don't what? understand. I don't want to go there. I'm terrified. <laughs> like, why? Why don't game creators have nicely, like, linearly explorable cities? Why do they need like eight fucking levels that you can only get up or down certain levels it's in, true. like, the northwest it's corner? True. Like, I just don't like why, even. <laughs> why are they so impossible? To even navigate? like, yeah. Just trying to get around, and I think it, it could be sometimes an issue of the map. It could be because it's it's just it's all vertical, right? If it was all on the same level, you could get there relatively yeah. easy. But because there's four or five levels, it's all vertical. It's hard to get around. Anyway, Anthony and I have been playing a lot of this, um, and it's good. I can see why so many people have picked it up. We're playing on a Japanese uh, server. I can't remember what they call it. Um, I actually read the other day that they're opening a. Is that yeah, our one? Is it? I think yeah. So. Well, Anth- I don't know why that. Well, Anthony and I are technically still like free trials, so we can't group party up or talk to anyone, even each other. So we just sort of have to randomly find each other out in the world. <laughs> that's that's it's one of the quite, best bits, actually. The fact that we can't <laughs> direct. It's quite people. enjoyable. So we sort of have to like navigate and orienteer our way mm-hmm. through. It's like okay. I'm near like a mine <laughs> and there's like a a jackal. And then I'm like, oh, are you near that like giant plant? And it's like, what giant plant? And I'm like, you know, that plant that's there. <laughs> it's like, it's walking around the plant now. And it's just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's great. It's like playing each individually playing a single player game it, while commentating on what we're each doing the story, people um, often talk about the story. I haven't been blown away by the story yet, but it could be something that goes over time. But it is something, because it's free and there's there's so many people playing it and it's kind of in the discourse at the moment, I would suggest that people, you know, if you're in lockdown right now, if you're in New South Wales, you're in Victoria, you're in the ACT, yeah, yeah. jump on it, give it a go. It's a good way to talk to people. I think there's a sale on it at the moment, 60% off um the expansion or something there's a new expansion coming on at the end of november um which anthony will come with a oceanic server so an australian server will be set up get to make maximum use of our high speed yeah exactly yeah i think because i know you've had some problems with lag exactly and i've i've been pretty okay (laughs) but it's not been amazing. But I think, and I don't know if it, I mean, we'll have to create new characters on a new server, but if that's whatever, if that's fine. I think now that we know how to get around everything, we could probably get to our point in like a day. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But we, we'll, we'll probably move on to that Australian Oceanic server um, and it will just move a bit smoother yeah. for, for us. Um, yeah, and I'll have two other people to help with. Yeah, that's parenting. right. Get the boy, get the kids on there. Get the Sorry. the children. Yeah, yeah. Um, the twins up there. I just need to click the mouse. Well, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. They just need to. Well, look, one of them can do directional arrows. One of them can click the mouse. Yeah. Um, it's like a it's like a team. Oh, effort. One of them's got W exactly. Um, so that's the dream. See, that's really why you want to, you know, have kids. Not for sure. But just, just to be able to stomp them in PvP. Just, I've actually—is there PvP in dominance. Final Fantasy? 
I mean, every online game. This is true. Creepy, this is, surely, surely, surely it has a um, as well. But it's good. Yeah. I, I recommend people check it out. It can be a bit overwhelming at first. There's a lot of stuff going on at the screen. Um, but trust me, it, it kind of all gets explained. You kind of develop your character from a very base level of, of nothing, very easy to understand, basically one button to lots of stuff. Um, and it's pretty. It's quite pretty. It's like if you like, I'm not sure. I don't really know, but it's it's nice, and you know. Yeah, I don't know what. It's yeah, it's well, obviously your your classic MMORPG. Just it's a bit anime, but like it's it's uniquely. Stylistic, it's a bit like animeish, yeah. but not necessarily in terms of how it looks like drawn. I think it's just more Japanese. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's good. It's good. I would would recommend. Mm. Um. Absolutely. I finally, finally participated in the multiplayer uh, online role. You've done it. Game. You've finally done it. After playing, I've after playing, I've finally been after playing one for decades, now you're finally <laughs> <laughs> spoken to. You've done it with another person. Yeah, I've spoken to a. Uh, it's a so weird player. because you've played like an online game for a long time. <laughs> And just done it all yourself. And then when you do your single player, which is Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, that's all about the online community, about mm. sharing, discussing ideas. Like yeah, you've yeah. got it because so flipped. Oh, that's have you so done anything true, with Roller Coaster Tycoon 2? I have actually. I've free I've reloaded it. Yeah, you mentioned that a little while ago. Quite some time. I'm a bit oh, rusty, yeah? but um no, so still working good. on your. I've been continuing yeah. my Outback Australia oh. park, which is plodding along relatively well. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I just can't build corner buildings; they just keep looking like oh. absolute ass. But uh, yeah, but no, it's it's good fun. I did I did miss it. It's easier to have a game that isn't. Uh, online dependent and you can actually yep. pause which is helpful when you get a a, a message asking yes for water, uh, <laughs> which uh, happens the anything that we're like i think it was a public holiday or you had a day off or something and we're like all right we're gonna sit down i'm gonna play for ages and then anthony's like yeah i have to go i'm i need to go for like a few minutes i need to get some things for some Simona and everything, and then you're gone for like two oh, hours. Right. And I'm just like, you look, I have to go do some work. <laughs> call, call me later. That was funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's always a strong desire for baking ingredients in in my house. Yeah, there, there is. Has she, has she had any weird cravings recently? Um. Okay. No, no, I don't think so. I think she's had she's had this question a few times, and I reckon I don't reckon there have been like not nothing beyond your usual like your general drunk drunk food cravings, um, but nothing like unique or okay. odd or very nation specific. Um, it's more just like once she's found something that she likes, just mass purchases. <laughs> Bickies. Biscuits, sorry. Yeah, biscuits, yeah. Biscuits. <laughs> I know when my mum was pregnant with me, she oh. had huge cravings for mustard. 
Yeah, that is not. We have certainly not which, had anything. Which I feel like is quite like a weird that. one. The niche craving. Like... Because also, very limited what you'd be able to use that on. Because I think hot dogs are problematic as a pregnancy food. Oh, are they? Food. You're very good at knowing what you can and can't. So you literally... like, you're very good at the pregnancy food. I've just written it down. I did forget the other day that that um, deli feta isn't okay. Oh. So I'm not, you know, I am flawed as hard as it might be to believe for our loyal listeners who have, you know, put me up as as the uh, the god status pedestal um, that I I am flawed. I, I flawed refuse hero, to believe it. I cannot accept it. Uh, I don't think you understand that how much. Good uh, night. No, sorry. Sorry, mate. Can't happen. But yeah, it's weird how much it's all pregnancies all changed and restrictions and suggestions and what you can and can't do. Is there anything do. you can and can't do? Uh, like, not really, um, unless things that I do impact directly on the individual who is growing humans. So for example, if I smoked, mm. that would be that would be an issue because obviously the secondhand smoke smoke would then be inhaled and um the babies would then have very what rough about if you vaped? <laughs> that I be- I think that's not recommended. You see, you just can't the yeah. But can pregnant women vape? You can't change. I, I it doesn't seem it. like. I'm not sure. I feel like I reckon vaping still slightly too new for them to have an official concluded view on it. But I'd be pretty confident that it doesn't seem like a. Like it doesn't. From everything I've heard over the last few years, it doesn't seem like a super healthy idea. Uh, something really good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would presume that anything that is not oxygen, if you inhale that, you inhale a non-oxygen gas, then that... Well, I mean, we inhale non-oxygen no gas what, all the time. Yeah, the gas. Our, our atmosphere is like 80% nitrogen. But like directly... Got him, ladies and gentlemen. I outsides, Tim. That, you've that, uh, you've that end punk. me. Got him. That's right. Oh. Now your kids. What about visible Visible gas? gases. <laughs> visible gas. gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. Carbon monoxide? Invisible? No, nah, it's fine. But like, you know, the smoke from a dry ice machine, that will kill you mm. immediately. It's so visible. It can. That's how they, that's how they yeah, exactly. I think that's very fair. The visibility, like it, uh, yeah. It's, it's visibility. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, pre- I presume that it's, I don't know how they decide what's what's good or bad. Yeah. I'm not a Whoa. doctor. Wait, you're not a doctor? Although, although, John, when you're a doctor, that's you right. can start having that's all of these right. That's opinions. right. When I'm a doctor, I will legally, find them off. legally, <laughs> according Jordan. to some people, I will say, Legally and allegedly, be able to both prescribe and um, provide 
medical advice and procedures. And describe. Um, I'll also be able, yes, I'll be able to describe, proscribe. Um, <laughs> I will be able to have a stethoscope, oh. which of course you need a license for. I um, will be able to walk around in a white lab coat. Um, I will be a. That's what you graduated. Basically, with. yeah, they like put you in a what. When you're undergrads, yeah, yeah exactly. Black <laughs> <with> the... <laughs> um, <laughs> the doctor yeah, is the I can, you know, if if there is an emergency on a plane, they need a doctor, and I put my hand up first and say I'm a doctor. If even if there are other doctors on the plane, I I as you know, doctor who put his hand up first, I get to treat the patient, regardless of their medical other people's medical experience. That's my <laughs> patient. It's it's a pure it's a purely exactly exactly basis. exactly um you know and the whole time I'll talk about you know oh you know they've been giving out you know the term doctor for a you know a doctorate for a PhD since like you know the eleven hundreds but they only started calling physicians with an MD one less letter we'll say that um doctor since like the fifteen hundreds so. Basically, like, I think we should start calling doctors simps and chumps. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Simp. Um, because, you know, they, yeah. they don't know what's going on. They're not real doctors. They're, they're, they have an MD. Don't look up what MD stands for. Oh. Uh, you know, it's, it's just MD. Cool. Um, it totally doesn't stand for doctor of medicine. It stands for Dumb Monkey Man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dumb Monkey Man. Oh, God. That was so good. Would you use – are you going to change all your titles on forms and stuff to doctor? On previous existing ones? Probably not. That sounds like a lot of work. But future ones, why not? Mm. Ironically, when I go to the doctor, I will probably just put myself as a mister, just so they don't go, oh, he understands medical terminology because he's a doctor. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when I... Yeah, I was... What? Well, <laughs> I must say, I'm, I am surprised that... I don't think that forms distinguish between medical doctors and doctor I doctors. Just think yeah. I did wonder if they should do that in forms. Like, you could add doctor in parentheses yeah. MD and then doctor in parentheses. No, I, you know, I don't think you need. I don't think you need the second thing. That would solve I think you a can lot just of this. Have the you know doctor no parentheses and then doctor parentheses MD. Yeah. Just like like just <laughs> look at three letters. People don't have time for that. Two letters people can do easy. Forget about it. Um, but the three, it's a lot That's and true. it's a whole thing. Let's just have that. Um, no, I think it's just because. It's just like titles in our society. So I think, like, what's something else? Like, how else do you get a title? You can become a knight. You can be a sir. Get knighted, yeah. Or if you have some sort of, I can't remember what. There's like OAM and all that stuff, but I can't. I not. I can't recall. You could obviously be a reverend if you're a. You could. Um, yeah. There's like four. You are different miss. Ms, Mrs, stuff like that. Um, yeah, men only have the one yeah. prefix title. And people are always like, yeah, like, you know, women should just have the one term like men. I disagree. I think men need extra terms. Yeah. 
I, I agree. <laughs> because men don't have enough in society, apparently. We just need more, more no. terms. If we had more titles, I would be more willing to um, uh, accept more comparable <laughs> <What>? pay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would trade off. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think more titles for men would solve the mm. gender pay gap. That's right. What what's a what's a title for men and actually like a new title that you would create? That's a great question. I would have the title Dam D A M. That's too close to Dam, isn't it? Um, Dam. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um. Fuck, I don't know. See, I can't think of any more titles. I think, That's really I think, disappointing. You know, we we just automatically go to the classic two three letter thing. I say we move past that. Yeah. We, I want a nine, ten, eleven word title. I want something awkward. <laughs> I want something like gracious man of the yes, people yeah, and <laughs> human citizen. Like, I want something oh. like. Oh, God, I don't even know. I would like the title Top Lad. Yeah, that's what, that's what you want, the Top Lad. No, yeah. I want, you know what I want? <laughs> I just thought of it. I would like the title Orcus. A-U-K-U-S. Orcus. Much like another Orcus that has been recently happening here in Australia, which is the Australia... Uh, United Kingdom and the United the States uh, security <laughs> trilateral security pact, the submarine <laughs> pact, the thing. God, I'm happy with that. What that that, that entered my head oh like my a fucking oh. epiphany from God. It just appeared. I'm like, oh my God, I can make the greatest segue I've ever made in my life. <laughs> oh, that's a great title. Obviously, you wouldn't be welcome in France. No, unfortunately, but... not recognised by the French. Unless you had $90 billion. It's actually crazy right now to think that the French have recalled their ambassador to Australia and to the United States. Like, like the big call. And apparently, uh, Sleepy Joe was like, oh, the lad down under probably should have done that. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure. I mean, not in those <laughs> words, but I'm I'm relatively confident that there was a statement from the Imagine US if it was... <laughs> suggesting that the way in which Australia went about this particular, uh, well, X agreement now um, was it's not so, ideal. It's so funny. It's so dumb because, like, obviously we, we fucked up so bad. Like, the French are probably going to sue the Australian government for breaking contract. Um we're going to have to pay fines, all this stuff. It might end up being more expensive. And, but also, the submarine project was the biggest fucking shit show. Oh, from my the God. Start we live anyway. in the city where they build them. Have we started? I have think, we started think, the submarines? I don't know. I think something's going on. Like, is there, is there a piece of steel <laughs> in this state that is actually going to form part? <laughs> Of a submarine. <laughs> does that exist? Because I don't think it does. I refuse to believe it. 
So I just typed in how how far along the defense submarine program, and instead of submarine, it came up with Burger King. <laughs> how far? <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting. Just incredible. Um, Why are we so bad at international yeah, relations? And you know what's funny? It, this is like it's France. Like it's <laughs> it's also it's like, bad. It's it's quite clear, you know, like trying to have this little little Anglo pact, you know, the UK, the US, Australia. Very wisely, I think New Zealand's dodged it. Um, mm. And it's just like, it's just weird. It's just a weird thing, and it, it yeah. just feels like a, you know, he like Scott Morrison got too excited. To, for the deal, so excited to be with like Biden and and Johnson, he's like, oh, oh yes, I'll sign the deal, and then just like immediately scrap the French deal, and then Biden's like, whoa, like you didn't have to do that, like you calm down, buddy. Yeah, we could have had even more submarines in this great state, Jordan. Bloody jobs and growth on absolute steroids. We'll see if they ever but... get made, because I don't know if I like. Okay. By the time they get made, there will be no water left in the ocean. Fucking evaporate. We'll have to turn them into tanks and put wheels on them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like the half life of the plutonium that's going to power them will have fucking died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the plutonium that we're going to use to power them will. Are we like here's the thing? By the time who is like obviously Australia doesn't have the capacity to turn these submarines into nuclear reactors easily. Like we mine a lot of uranium here, but it doesn't get refined. So we're gonna have to like send our uranium away to another country for it to be refined to work as a nuclear reactor on these. How many nine submarines or whatever? So yeah. There's probably too many of them. Also, who the fuck is... Who's still using submarines? Submarines are good, man. Honestly, like, I don't understand why people are using anything but submarines. Like, the thing... <laughs> you want a solely honestly, submarine? Yes, yes. Like, honestly, it think, it's like a boat, but underwater. That's like... The boat being above water is like the weakest part of the boat. Being underwater, nothing can get you. That's the... that's That seems amazing. Oh my god, okay. Sorry. Okay, so I'm just reading the Wikipedia submarines. <laughs> about these attack class okay. submarines. So let me read the first the first couple of paragraphs. So imagine like, you know, if you build something, if you had to, you know, come up with a hypothetical, how long do you think it'd take to build a submarine, Jordan? Honest answer let's say a year. A year, okay. So here we go. We've got the attack class submarine was a planned class of French designed submarines for the Royal Australian Navy. Expected to enter service in the early 2030s with construction extending into the late 2040s to 2050. So we will have nuclear. The Chinese are going to have a fucking base on the moon, but we have have two submarines. We won't be able to construct these submarines, Jordan, because we're going to net zero emissions at 2050. Oh, so we yeah. won't be able to. 
put together the Imagine if that's how Scott Morrison's like, yeah, I care about the environment. That's why we're having nuclear, which is green, energy submarines. Diesel? No. No more diesel subs. Oh. Wow. That's the way that's to get incredible. the bloody lefties on side. Scott, ScoMo, bloody tell them it's environmentally safe. Wow. So what's what's going to be the – is AUKUS just the US and the UK are going to do it for us and send us something? It seems like where it's a security – I don't know. I think it's like it's a technology sharing agreement, right? But then why is the UK involved? Because I guess – so the US has had nuclear submarine technology for a long time. They have secret nuclear submarine tech. Um, other countries have nuclear submarines, but the Americans just have their own way. In the 50s, they gave it to the UK, and they're the only other country the Americans has ever given that technology to. Now they've provided it to Australia. Um, and honestly, they, they are... Can't we just add it? Like, isn't it just, like, souping up no, a car? No, because here's the thing. Like, do you just add the NOS exhaust to the sub and then it goes faster? Like, what? No, so they're, they're much bigger because a submarine normally can do a few months or a little bit underwater and then has to come back to resupply. So it doesn't carry a huge amount of supplies. A nuclear submarine can go around the Earth 20 times without ever having to resupply. So it needs to be bigger to hold those supplies. You've got a lot of potatoes. Um, and nuclear submarines are the submarines so you might have heard of the british nuclear system is the trident submarine system that's where they keep their nuclear missiles um or a lot of them uh they have they're usually quite big because they also store you know fucking nukes in them it's like so you're telling me jordan that nukes are just waltzing around we have no idea where they are there could be one right now in the the bass strait what the <laughs> fuck? Tasmania's finally going to launch its invasion of the mainland. <laughs> Tasmania's got um, new. It's just, it's so, it's also just oh. such a frustrating thing because we talk a lot about security packs, you know, containing China. Australia's main security initiative is to secure external trade routes. Our largest trade routes go to China. Therefore, we're just spending billions of dollars to protect our trade with China from China. Like, this is a famous, I think it's a Eureka quote from the TV show Eureka or whatever. Um, it's, it's just, it makes no sense. In 19, let's say, I think it was 1901, 1902, Admiral Tirpitz, the, the, one of the, the head, chief admiral of the German Empire, decided it would be a great idea to challenge the British on the high seas and create a German high sea fleet. That started a naval arms race that directly led to World War I and World War II. These kind of upping of our techno, like our, our military is not needed. Mm. Like if you wanted to do something like to protect China, you should focus on intelligence. Like Australian intelligence is not that good it's fine. It's not really well received. And to be honest, the Chinese pick up spies all the time. Um, I know recently that two Canadians who were charged of espionage got home today after the Americans or Canadians uh, released because they arrested the CEO of um, Huawei. Or I don't know if she is the CEO anymore, but she was the CEO. 
um, when they arrested her or CFO or something, and then they arrested two Canadians charged with espionage. Um, now, a lot of the time people say, oh, you know, the Chinese are just saying this. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, all of these journalists in China, reporters, like, someone's come to them and said, hey, can you, you know, like, feed us information about who you talk to and stuff like that? Even just small-scale espionage is something that, you know, pro tip, do not do that in China. Like, <laughs> anyone listening, I, I'll just re- do not commit espionage in China. It will never end well. Do not bring drugs into China. You will be found, and they they, they don't fuck around. Um, but yeah. Unlike... Not legal advice. Absolutely not legal advice. I am completely <laughs> unqualified. I'm just telling you, don't do that. <laughs> You're just a doctor. I'm just You're a not. medical doctor, okay? It doesn't give me the right to provide legal advice. Just medical and financial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm keen for... Uh, France to start World War Three yeah. because we didn't. You know what's messed up though as well. Doesn't surely this just makes you Europe already was relatively okay with China. Surely this just makes them just closer. Like honestly, uh, the yeah, Americans okay. sure great alliance. Do I want to have to choose between China or Europe? But instead, I get the UK. Look, technically, France is a neighbor. They still control the islands of New Caledonia, like Numea, um, which is technically our ocean territories border each other. Um, I don't think that's the same anywhere in the for the UK. I don't know where like the closest British, you know, territory is to Australia. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Um, yeah, no idea. The Caribbean, I have no clue. South Georgia, maybe, or some island in the Atlantic. But yeah, what a what a weird what a weird thing to happen. What a just an absolute, honestly, from my like my opinion, and and I like to think that in in almost everything else we talk about is utter shit. Like I have no idea what we're talking about, but with specifically with something like this, this is a terrible decision. This is a. a a, a mm. diplomatic and strategic blunder um, that is going to cost Australia mm. so much money because these submarines will never be built. Yeah. No. Um, not. The, a true SCOMO special. And I, the, I got emails the day they announced it of like um, Stephen Marshall was like, you know, oh, we've secured jobs for Australia. Sarah Hansen Young got an email from her being like, has made Adelaide a nuclear target. It has. Um, so I don't know. Has it? Yeah, because what? so this Adelaide is a convinced. is now the military manufacturing base in Australia. Um, so ah. hitting Adelaide would effectively scrap any future naval building because nowhere else really has the the setup to construct submarines like we do. So it does make it like. Yeah, it does make us a much more of a of a yeah, right. of a target, which is fun. To be fair, there you go. 
Which means, John, that we need fucking nukes to stop them. From I think that's just the up. only logical thing. Maybe we could put them on some sort of Jeez. boat to carry her out. No. What if we put the boat underwater? Oh, oh, fucking genius. Yeah. I could just exactly. waltz around. We'll sink the boats. The fast track. <laughs> Coral reef nuclear missile silo. <laughs> um. oh. Yeah. Well, we're losing the ba- Great Barrier Reef anyway, so we might yeah, as well make it. Yeah, it's efficient. Got to do something with it. Uluru, like, splits mm. in half. What? It, like, opens, like, two bay doors. <laughs> oh. That's such a I curse. I know, it's so <laughs> bad. I... It's like um, Tracy Island it from is, the Thunderbird. I don't know what happens. This... This country keeps getting weirder and weirder. Like, I don't know if it's something in the water, but like, it's just, it's just weird. It's something I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Just the idea of like pissing off the French. Like the French, because of this, the French revoked their ambassador to the United States. The first time they've ever done it since the United States became independent is over Australian submarines that will build like that will never be built. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a like. Is it the is it strictly the US's fault? I don't know if it's the US's fault. I, I think it's just like <laughs> they're just like, whoa, Scott, you handled this poorly. Because um, <laughs> I pres- I presume that the US and the UK weren't like we're only going to give you this knowledge if you don't continue with this contract with the French. Why don't we just build the submarines and then for the next batch... In the next, you know, 2100, we'll start building the American submarines. (laughs) I I think it could have something to do with making Australia a key player in the quad. People often talk about the quad. I honestly don't rate the quad that much. The quad is an, a kind of a not necessarily official, but kind of an unofficial strategic alliance between India, Japan, Australia, and of course the other main power in Asia, uh, the United States. Um, you know, fucking off across mm. the Pacific. Um, that famous Oceania. Yeah, and cow. to be fair, you know, United States has the largest navy in the world. It is a threat to China. Um, mm. Well, let's also include, I suppose, North Korea. Um, Japan, right on the Chinese border, quite a large military, not necessarily fully geared for attack, but, you know, it could quite easily be rolled over, especially their air force. Um, India, nuclear-powered nation, um, also has been trying to work with submarines in the Indian Ocean very unsuccessfully um, and mm. shares a land border with China and, you know, fucking huge army. Mm. Australia? What does Australia have to offer this situation? Our air power would never compete with against something like China. Our naval power, we would never send it that far north because we would need to protect Australian coasts and trade line, trade routes. Our army is effectively useless. Not that it's well poorly trained. It's just too small to ever do anything in a modern conflict, really, besides peacekeeping operations or whatever happened in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um mm. We've got a lot of square meterage. It's though, true. Then. We've got a lot of square meterage. Like, we're, we're a good defensive, you know, we're a good defensive player, you know? Like, don't send, 
It will all hole up, hole up inside. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. Imagine, imagine the quad. Imagine everything going on is a football game. Australia is a great, like, centre defence. Like, a good thing. If you come in, we'll block you. But Scott Morrison's trying to put, like, right mid, Australia, like, right mid, get us running around with these nuclear submarines, keep going. We're not built for that. We're not. We're not. We're not in shape for that. Give that to the Indians, the Japanese, the South Koreans. Like we are going to be so useless in the quad. Um, and it's not like. Yeah. And it's not like. Oh yeah, you know, Australia, the great economic powerhouse. You know, during COVID, I suppose we've done well, but they've they've definitely fudged the numbers on all of that stuff. And it's not like we're going to compete against Japan, the United States, China, and in maybe ten, fifteen years, India. Like we're we're such a small fry middle power that's trying to act like I don't know, trying to act like a secondary power. It's just weird. It's just such a weird decision. But I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm excited. Remember that night we went out and we ran we just randomly met that guy who used to work who worked on the submarines? Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I, I wonder how he's going. going. <laughs> I wonder if he's yeah. if he's keen. You know what it also does? <laughs> For the news. It also kind of messes up our relationship <laughs> with New Zealand. So New Zealand is probably the country in the world we are closest to, and I think it's a relationship that we often, you know, underappreciate. I make a lot of jokes about New Zealand, but like it's definitely our, our closest ally and, and I think rightly so. Um New Zealand is technically part of um, the Australian-American Alliance, um, which name just escapes me at the moment. Do you remember what it's called? The Australian Alliance. Yeah, American formed Alliance. during World War II. Um, it's, it's not CETO. It's uh, ANZUS, the ANZUS Treaty. Mm. New Zealand, New Zealand oh, is course, technically yeah, part yeah. of that. But I think since the 80s, they've effectively pulled out in everything but name because they will not let, um, well, American, but any country's nuclear submarine dock at their ports. Oh, that's so yeah, yeah. New Zealand is not super happy about this. They don't really like the idea of a, a kind of nuclear nuclearized Pacific. Um, it's It kind of puts tensions on Australian-New Zealand relationship. Um, uh, the alliance between us is, is a little bit weaker. But all for things that will probably be a decade away from being built, and then there'll be one or two of them. Like, I don't know. Labor seems to be behind it, but they could just get behind anything that will win them the election. They're very committed to winning it. Whether they will, mm. I don't know. Whether they will, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, for one, am, am excited. I will note, by the way, Jordan, that we haven't had a snap election. We haven't. We haven't. This year. So um, it might indeed be 2022. Might be nice. Nice 2022. As I you anticipated did. several did. episodes ago. I said ago. I was pretty confident he would pull it this year. But then everything happened with the vaccines. It fucked up so bad. He, there was no way he could ever do it. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. We need to, but I can't wait for them to open up the borders. Oh. It's going to be great. It's going to be 
An excellent, excellent. Oh, it's gonna intro. be. It's gonna be. Look, it might be time to save it for a future episode. Future episode, but um, mm. the kind of pandemic of the unvaccinated that is going to happen in a few months' time is going to be not good. Uh, no, I think not at all. The hardest bit about it, I reckon, is um, that because the vaccine rollout was such an absolute mm. shit show, you do legitimately run the risk of people who actually do want to get yeah. vaccinated not actually being able to in time for reopening yeah. of borders, which is a um, gig. Yeah, like it's it's so messed up. Like I'm fully vaxxed. Would recommend anyone listening to get your vaccine. Do what you want to do. Um, it was fine. They show you the five G before they put it in the bottle, so you get to make sure it's quality five G. They confirm. Um, no, but it's it's fine. I felt really good. I had the Fizzer, the classic Fizzy, the mm. Fanta, no, the the Pfizer. Um. The CO2. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, they put that. Yeah, they just put a 5G chip in a bottle of Fanta and they shoot it in your arm. It felt a bit weird, but I seem okay. Um, yeah, you had your first one, haven't you? I have. I've had my first. I have my second in Amazing. two weeks, which is that very is. exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. I saw a friend of mine got a lollipop when they got vaccinated. I didn't get a fucking lollipop. I got a badge. Oh, I got, got a lollipop? lollipop and water. I got a lollipop and water. I wonder if it's the. So mine had the lollipop. I, I had if the it's water. The same area, like the same zone. Like this, it depends on the the vax hub. Because I went to a different one than you, and I would have gone to a different one to my friend. Mm. So. No, I don't think so. Um, I believe that the reason that I got one uniquely was uh, because on the previous occasion, my most recent vaccine prior to that. Oh, yes, of course. So they were just being very kind to me uh, in ensuring that I didn't make a scene (laughs) and I guess potentially put off other people. Yeah, they would be terrified of that. Oh, But yeah, and then I got some bloods, and then I fainted again. Nice. So. Very common in males, apparently. The old, the old. I think fainting. you're just overtired. You're just like, oh, so, I just really need a nap. Probably. Yeah, I really felt like very energized afterwards. That's, yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Mm. It is. It is a very weird experience. I don't know why we do it. We do it because we love, we love the 5G. We want it in our bodies as much mm. as possible. We need it. Oh, I can't wait for 5G. So good. It'd be so fun. So fucking fast, man. NBN, don't mm. need it. Just going to burn up all my data within the first two weeks using 5G. Watching videos. Yeah. Um, other phoneular devices and applications. So many good things. Oh, I'll be hot spotting the whole. Oh yes. Bring the five G. I will say. I will say. Uh, a few months ago, they actually did build a five G tower 
right near my house. Um, <laughs> like, like, like a oh, twenty second walk. Um, oh, that's I, uh, so yeah. That's fun. And when they were building it, like as they were doing it, I got quite a lot of anti five G stuff. Um, but I'm like, yeah, sure. My energy. Oh, as in like yes, people the just dropped it off because they're like some people who didn't like it in the area. The area I live in has some weird, wanted weird to people tell in everyone it, else. so I don't know. And they just wanted to tell everyone. So then I'm like, <sighs> but my internet speeds though. Um, mm. I don't know. To be honest, I think we our internet's fast enough. No, I don't know if I can say that. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's never fast enough. enough. That's good. You know, keep us keep us updated. Me and uh, any oh, other I'll keep you updated. I'm hand. growing only About. one extra limb. Um, disappointingly. Yeah. Um, nice. Baby yes, I'm growing a second ass. Um, a second yeah, ass. it's up high. It's like between my shoulder blades. <laughs> it's the, you just look it's real the most, <laughs> it's, it's the most uncomfortable uh, toilet experience of my life. <laughs> It'll just go down your back. No, I have oh, to like, God. I have to, um, how would you wipe that? Not well, Anthony. Not well. It's a struggle. Oh. It's a struggle. Um, <laughs> oh, you'd have to like high pressure. Yeah, hose. but luckily, the five G has uh, also elongated my limbs, so it does help. Oh, that's that's such great imagery. Oh. How good. Well, enjoy your second half. On that, uh, on that Im- let's leave that image as and the I'm final image. To speaking with yes. you again. Good call. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We didn't do a snack review or anything. Oh. Um, no, we still have to do Smith's yes, Chips. That yes. will get there. Snacks. Eventually. We like them. Um, yeah. Send us, send us a snack that you would like to know. Uh, yeah, why not? That sounds interesting. This could just become a snack podcast. Mm. We, I mean, we talked oh, the sure. whole time about me having a second ass and joining the Taliban. <laughs> Surely this would be more productive for society if we just talk about, you know, Skittles. Yeah, that's a good idea. I had Skittles recently. First time I've had them in bloody ages. Made them. And I remember why yeah. I didn't have them in bloody they're, ages. They're... Like one or two, like a bit two Skittles is good. Like a small amount of Skittles, but more than that, too overpowering of a taste. Mm. Okay. But yeah. All right. Snapchat. Snapchat. We'll see Not next, to be confused uh, with Snapchat, which we are owned year. by. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm gonna upload this podcast. Yeah, to listen Snapchat to us on. <laughs> the most inconvenient way possible of listening to the podcast, and it won't automatically roll over to the no. next segment. So you're gonna have to reset. Oh my god. <laughs>
Oh, okay. Oh. Anthony, good to talk to you as always. Listeners, Sim Wookie, you for listening. Indeed. And thank you for listening to our next episode. Which will... When we yeah. release We that. should probably at least try and get one before, oh. you know, you become a dad. Before and I then, have um, children. Yeah. Well, there's two of them, idea. so then they can replace us on the podcast and it will probably be both more entertaining, yeah. you know, educational and engaging just to have two newborns do the pod, so. I agree. They won't be talking about joining the Taliban. Well, they sure. might, you know, I, it depends what old Uncle Jordan put ideas he puts in their head. <laughs> But yeah, no, we'll um we'll continue with our irregular chats, and then once the babies are here, we'll be on a uh, a daily yeah, schedule. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. so. I might. I'll. I could. I'll get like a um. I'll get like a roving, changing like schedule of guests on the show just to like replace you, but then just have you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then just like idea. have you clearly be like available, like oh, Anthony's texting me to do a podcast, but oh, we're already doing it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's just missed it. <laughs> like, have you like have the times on you come in right oh. at the end, be like, hey, you ready to record? I'd be like, and we're out. <laughs> oh, that would be really funny for the first. Thank like, you, Simona, for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peanut. Oh, how good! How good! Should we do it this episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we've got to save it. This is this is what we're, this is my backup plan for when the boys. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for right, listening. Perfect. We're right, ending it now. Good. Goodbye. Thank you. We love you. Indeed. Goodbye. Um, I'm not going to go that no? far. Wow. He's just too close with the most. <laughs> He's afraid of commitment. I, for one, am not. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>